Welcome to the Yoga Liberty Podcast. I am absolutely thrilled and excited to be joined by Paula today at Radiant Light Yogi. She is not only an incredible, fun, amazing, joyous yoga teacher, but she is also in my 300-hour yoga teacher training, so I know her really well. She has an incredible, exciting, and inspirational story to share with all of us. I'm so grateful that she decided to come onto the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Paula. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited and grateful for this opportunity. Well, um, tell us a little bit about like what was your life like before you became a yoga teacher, maybe even before you were practicing yoga. What was what was life like for you? Um, well, I practiced yoga for a long time, even when I was a child, like just a little bit here and there. Um, but I was, uh, I had a job, a nine to five <laughs> job um, uh, in the transportation industry. So logistics oh. and all that. And life was just, you, you know, nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get to meet a lot of uh, people I was just working on in an office all day um, nothing too excited in the in that in that way you know I remember when I got my first job out of college I called my bio dad and I was like is this it this is what life is about like just endless working in a job that really doesn't fulfill you and coming home every day and watching TV like that's that's what it's all about and he was like he's never really given me the greatest advice but he was like <laughs> yeah yeah that's it? what it's about and I, like now thinking back it's like so many realizations about him like right like he left when I was two years old and um I didn't meet him again until I was 19 but like just that kind of thought process is that's what you want for your life is just this like same, same square peg, square hole, doing the same thing over again, meeting the expectations of society, but never really enjoying life and living life to the fullest and having this like abundant life. And I like remembered having like just a crisis in my 20s, like, yeah. why are we on this planet? What are we doing here? And for me, that ultimately came to I'm on this planet to serve others and to help other people. And when we work with others, we we find joy. Yeah, I felt I, I remember feeling really frustrated because I felt like I had a lot more to offer than just that. You know, I, I was trying to be helpful at work and with the people needed in the industry or in the case by case, um, day by day cases. But I always felt like I had something else to offer that it was not uh, not gonna be that I felt like it was kind of wasted sitting there in an office. Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. you know? I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the opportunity to share this um, gift that I had, which was teaching. I always, I like, you know, since ever since I was young, I, I always wanted to teach. I didn't know what, but I always knew <laughs> that I was meant to be a teacher. That's interesting. Like, certainly there's nothing wrong with working in the transportation industry or doing a job that serves others in that way. If you find that by doing that job, you bring joy. Like, if you find that by serving people food that brings you joy, exactly. do it, you know, yeah. like do what brings you joy. But 
for you and for me, that didn't, that, that kind of service to the, the world didn't bring us joy. And I remember being like you, where I was like, I just want to own a business. I don't know what kind of business I want to own. I just want to own one. And that ended up being a yoga studio, but yeah. So you just wanted to teach. And so you ended up being a teacher. So about how old were you when you decided to become a yoga teacher? I'm 44 now and I'm being a teacher for almost 10 years. So what's in my 23, 24? Yeah. 10 years. I mean, 30, 40? 33, 40. <laughs> Like my math. Revisionist <laughs> yeah. math. No, like, revisionist no, math. You were in your early 30s, which is like a lot of people yeah. think like, oh, I can't make a career change. But I have people that come into the training that are in their oh. 40s or 50s, or even I've had people that were in their 60s. Like it's never too late to try something new or do something different. Even yeah. if it's not your full-time gig, it's never too late to like do something that you enjoy. So um, what training did you take first? Uh, I did my 200 hours uh, in San Diego, California at Pilgrimage of the Heart. Um, the studio was really close to the apartment that I used to live at. And I used to go uh, and take classes there. So I did first my 200 hours there. And I did prenatal yoga after at the same studio. And I think two years later, I did a certification um, to be a yoga trapeze instructor. Oh, the yoga trapeze is like, to me, so interesting. Like, I find it like super fascinating. Um, but the studio you went to in San Diego, where was that located? In North Park. North Park, it's a really trendy little neighborhood. We I used to walk everywhere. And um, like I said, I took classes there in my 20s and <laughs> actually my 20s. Yeah, um, actually 20s. But you know, back then I could I couldn't afford it all the time. So I will go there and get the the beginning of the year promotion and then I couldn't pay it anymore. And then I went back when I saved money and you know, but yoga always was always present in my life. It was always constant. I always wanted to learn more. I always wanted to go back. And I always have this uh, feeling of being very fulfilling, you know, like every time I will go and take a class, I will feel fulfilled afterwards. So, yeah. Um, so that that was like my home studio, like like my second house. <laughs> my second I was just, I was curious because the studio, one of the studios is like this. I based my studio on a couple of different spaces that I went to. And one of them was in San Diego. I went to the studio in like downtown San Diego and was like, this is so beautiful. And they had these like big white curtains that came from the ceiling. And when you walked in the door on the left-hand side, there was a big um, chalkboard and they wrote all their classes down on this chalkboard. And I was like, oh, is that crazy if it was the same studio? Um, that was like 20 years ago. It was like forever ago. Uh, they actually had two studios, one in North Park and one in Normal Heights. They're like neighbor neighborhoods, and so they had two studios. But they but they're not open anymore, are they? Uh, I think the one in North Park is closed after the pandemic. They closed it, but the one in Normal Heights is still there. They have a, a lot of studios got hit really hard by the closures. I don't think people realize like how 
financially, a lot of studios just make it month to month. And they'll say like yoga is so expensive. Well, owning a studio is really expensive. I had somebody come into my studio one time and we would do 30 days for $30 to, for new people to come in and just try it out. And um, people like afterwards, I had someone say to me one time, he was like, well, uh, I don't want to pay $89 a month for a membership. And I was like, okay, well, that's what it costs, you know? Yeah. And he's like, well, why can't you just let me donate whatever I want? Like the studio down the street that's donation. And I was like, well, have you, you've been in that studio, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, it's about 400 square feet. And ha the floor is just painted wood. And um, it's inside of a big area with a bunch of other buildings. And it's yeah. on the main road and really loud. This studio has chandeliers, hardwood <laughs> <laughs> floors. It's that and are brand it's new. Like not only to provide a good quality salary for your teachers that they have experience. It's not the same when you just get out of a teacher training and you have your experience and maybe you do community classes or whatever. A lot of studios offer community classes if you want to go to support. Right. Like get experience teaching you. But if you want experienced teachers, you have to pay for, for the price of it and the props. And the space, yeah, and the props, and this my studio was six thousand square feet. You know, my landlord wasn't going to take avocados and trade. You know, <laughs> she wanted cold hard cash. That was the energy exchange because that's what her that's what her mortgage company wanted. You know, it's not it's all like part of a bigger thing. And honestly, I would always be like, oh, people would be like, eighty nine dollars is too much, and I'd be like, really? How much did you spend on dinner last night? Just one dinner. That's you know, one. How much? How much did you buy? How much was that bottle of wine? You know, and what's going to be healthier for you? And how much more value will you get out of an $89 unlimited? How many hours? And I, I, I offered like 45 <laughs> classes a week. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so it's really fascinating. So out of all the types of yoga that you've studied, what are like, what's your favorite type of yoga? Well, teach. Um, I think... Truthfully, my favorite style of yoga is Asian guard. My teacher for yoga mm. training, um, Nicole Fortier, she is certified Asian guard and she is amazing. She yeah. is just amazing. Um, I think it's really, to me, uh, like the truthful soul of yoga. He is like the traditional um Everything is about alignment and getting the full benefit of the pose rather than just doing poses for ego. So if you ask me, that's like my truly favorite uh, style of yoga. And the trapeze is just fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. It, it's, it brings uh, another side of, of it, um, of more like a straining and, and you know, we work a lot with uh, conquering fear in it. Mm. So it could be really, really fun too and really uh, soulful too if you have a teacher who has a focus of connecting those two things, you know, learning how to um, also use it to to uh, conquer some emotions. A lot of, of um, 
of it is a lot of that I focus on is that like people get intimidated and they're like oh this is kind of like oh I don't know if I'm gonna be able to so I really try to make a connection so it's not just like body 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 but also mind and and soul but when you first started teaching yoga, were you able to immediately teach yoga full-time or was there some time that passed before you could do this as your full-time thing? Well, um, my story is um, I graduated and the, in the same day uh, we were having graduation, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I was okay. Well, you know, this is it. My husband and I were moving to a different town. We were going to move to Long Beach. And my plan was like, I was going to quit my job that I had for 14 years. And I was going to move to Long Beach. And I was just going to be a stay-at-home mom. And then it came my whole time to this new life, right? So I had no plans of teaching right away. I, I, I was like... I I don't think I'm going to do this. So we move. Uh, we're expecting our, our, our baby. And at 36 weeks, so one month before his due day, we lost our baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So we lost our baby. Uh, I went through delivery, but very traumatic. Um. <laughs> yes oh wow birth and I was devastated there is no other way to explain it I I really never thought about the option of like ending my life or anything like that but I did have no um will to be alive I was just left with nothing that's how it fell back then I was left without a job, without um, my friends and my family that were nearby, and oh, without yeah, because you just moved. Yeah, so it was just my husband and I, and we went through a very difficult time. You know, the first month or two were really, really hard. And when we met, we met um, working out together. So. Um, Brandon suggested that we will go and start working out once my my doctor cleared me up going work out again and we ended up going to the like this um very cool uh sports center in Long Beach and Brandon was like well maybe they they need yoga instructors and I was like come on I'm not doing this like I have zero experience it will never hire me and he's like I think you should try and I was like well I, the only experience I have is the community classes that I thought I thought my friends and family and he says just try you had nothing mm -hmm. to lose you know? and literally I had nothing else to lose back then it felt like what the heck it's like what am I gonna lose I had nothing else to do or um, a goal or anything so I asked I simply asked like hey you guys um, need yoga instructors and they're like well sometimes we do you know right now we don't have any open but uh, openings but we need subs all the time so fill up this application and we'll call you if we need someone sure enough I fill up the application and 
I don't think uh, a lot of time passed by, maybe a couple of weeks, and they called me to start the first class. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So after subbing here and there, um, then one class opened and they gave it to me. Apparently, people really like the way I was um, teaching and after that, um, another class opened it and they opened it to me and and so and so and so and on. <laughs> at the end of, you know, of um, a few months, I already have a few classes in two different centers. They had uh, three in the area. So that's how it started. That's how it started. Incredible. I think people really underestimate the, the power of the ask. Like yeah. people think that, they cannot ask for something or that it's really that easy. Like it's that same, the same thing happened to me when I moved to Las Vegas. I was pretty successful as a yoga teacher in Miami. I was teaching full-time and I had a full-time schedule uh, every single day of the week I was teaching. And I um, decided to move to Las Vegas. I didn't have anything. I didn't know anybody here. I didn't have any gigs. And uh, I just knew I didn't want to pay rent in Miami anymore because it was so expensive and moved back to Vegas. And I just walked into 24-Hour Fitness and I said, hey, do you guys need yoga teachers? And they were like, fill out this online form. And somebody called me and I got the job. But it's like just going in and talk. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody (laughs) just goes in and talks and says, hey, are you hiring? And those are the those are the people that get hired when they see a face and they see that you're a real person and it's not just this piece of paper. Those are the people that get hired. They can see your personality. They can see, you know, how you are. They can get a feel of you. So totally, totally agree. Cause the guy who hired me that day or gave me the application was actually, I didn't know he was a director of the center. So he happened to be there at the front desk that day because he was training someone. I don't know why, but he was there. He got to meet me and we became really good friends. And every time that something opened, he gave me the opportunity, you know, to take another class and another class. So it was it was really just uh, a moment of believing in myself. And it was, again, really hard. I, 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 I was not, uh, at that moment, I didn't, I didn't feel the best. I went, you know, my body wasn't the best or I thought, mm-hmm. but I just did it. And sometimes you just need to take a chance and, and believe that something good is going to happen. <laughs> uh, people really... I think they underestimate the power of just asking and letting the universe unfold to you, but also the power of hard work, which is a reason why I think a lot of people aren't drawn to Iyengar anymore. And I've interviewed people that completely dismiss him as um, not, someone actually said to me that they believed that Iyengar was no longer relevant. And that now that we know about biomechanics, whatever that means, that, uh, (laughs) I hate when people throw out big words and they're just like, we know just blah, blah, blah. Like anytime I use a Sanskrit word, if I say, you know, um, Utita Parsva Kanasana, I'm going to tell you Utita means extended, Parsva means side, Kona means angle, Asana means pose. I'm not going to just say, 
and you know like I'm not going to just like throw out Sanskrit words I'm going to tell you what they mean which is how I feel a lot of these anatomy people just like throw out these big anatomy words and they're like whatever but I'm like you know nobody knows what that means and that's not making you you that's just ego like you're like oh I'm better than you because I can say anatomy terms um I can say sternomoclastoid too and (laughs) (laughs) um but the the whole idea of it being hard it being work it being you know in order to achieve like being a yoga teacher full-time it it is work it doesn't just happen someone told us um I, i this is if one lesson above yoga business is stay with me um when i was doing my 200 hour training was show up on time and show up because literally the the instructor was telling me yoga instructors are flaky or they Mm. are known for being flaky they're just call 30 minutes before the class and i'm not showing up show up you want to make it show up if you are committed to a five in the morning you know class show up do the work and sure enough like i i noticed that they will call me because they knew i was gonna be there i was gonna be you know committed to my class and not only committed to go but like to be prepared to be um on time to know my students and people like that i will have a class with 40 people and I started with three people the very first class I thought at that center I had three students wow it just kept coming you know and 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 I think hard work shows and and it may take time but it 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 will it will show it will show and that's that's really stuck with me yeah I think that's really important and not having an unrealistic expectation, like, <clears throat> excuse me, when I graduated from college, I remember thinking like, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to make $50,000 a year, it's going to be amazing, I'm going to be so rich right away, because I went to college, and I think that people, <clears throat> like, if I could go back now, I would not go to college, that was a massive mistake, um, but <laughs> from a financial <laughs> standpoint, um, but I think people think like, I'm going to go to yoga teacher training. I'm going to get out. And I, all these people are going to want to come to my class. And that there is so much competition. That doesn't mean you can't make it. It just means you got to be better than everybody else. You got to work harder. You got to show up earlier. Yeah. And you got to be yourself too. I feel like there's a lot of yoga instructors now and they want to like fit into this box of how you need to be. And at the end of the day, you are there not to just teach poses. You are there to to make a connection. Yoga is the connection with the divine. You are a facilitator for that connection. And, and to me, that was, I think, what how teaching yoga changed my life. Because I needed to reconnect with that divine, with mm-hmm. me, that situation that I was going through. And I think when I um, was vulnerable and not being like, oh, I'm the yoga instructor. I'm here to tell you what to do. I didn't probably share in detail, but 
I was sharing my pain and I was healing myself through uh, teaching, you know, and I think people notice that people felt that because a lot of people came to my class telling me about themselves, telling me about what they were going through, what they were, their journey of healing was, or, you know, I have cancer survivors that came to my class and, and we would just talk. You, you need to be yourself and you need to be authentic too. If you want to be in this path of helping people to be and it's not us who are helping. We're just like facil facilitating this um, uh, because, you know, we want to serve. I, I don't feel like I heal them. They Everybody heals themselves, but yeah. we just happen to as, as um, a guide. I think that's yeah. really important. A lot of people will mix up the idea of helping people and, uh, and creating a space for people to help themselves. So when we say helping people, that's probably not really very accurate. A better way of saying it is that we facilitate a space for people to help themselves and figure out how to help themselves. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Buddha says that all the answers are within. That's true. And I, we sometimes forget that, that, you know, because in our modern world, there's even more distractions than ever before. And I feel really sorry for people who are younger than me. And like, I remember I grew up on a farm. We didn't even have a television, you know, like let alone um, cell phones and TikTok and all that, you know, like, and I, that stuff just sucks away your whole life. And I know that like, I make my primary income and find my clients from social media and organic reach, you know, um, but I try to limit the amount of time that I actually use social media myself. Yeah. Um, I f feel like it's a, it's for service more than it is for um, me to enjoy it. Yeah, as, as anything else in life, it needs balance. And I think, and I'm going to sound like an old lady and I don't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> opportunity to grow up differently, you know. Uh, now kids are glued to this um, way of life ever since they're sometimes even months, years old. But it's also, I, I don't like to sound or like, or say like, oh, those new generations, because because this new generation, there's also people who are more awakened and they want to um, teach the new generations to be different. So I have to. Yeah. Them. Yeah. It, there's, I think, a greater awareness of uh, differences in people and honoring differences and allowing differences. Um, and I think that's really beautiful. I also think that now more than ever, yoga is such an essential and important part of people's life. Learning the skills of meditation, learning the skills of self-connection and self-love, you know, like just radical self-love um, is learned through the practice of trying to get into a difficult posture for your body. And whether that's just learning how to do downward facing dog in such a way that your alignment is so, so good in your practice has happened so many times that no longer do your wrists hurt or you get into Astra Vakrasana eight limb pose 
and lift your butt off the ground and lift your feet off the ground and fly in an arm balance, wherever you're at on that spectrum, the self journey of yoga is so much more fulfilling than flipping through TikTok and watching 30 videos. Definitely. And I see it. I see it at home. I have a four and a six year old and the yogi <laughs> since the womb because this has a, a, a happy ending after losing my baby. I got pregnant again six months later and I thought yoga during my pregnancy with both oh, great <laughs> yeah I remember I had this class with the older ladies really early in the morning and my belly was so big already and they were like just please go home don't have this baby here don't make this <laughs> help me baby because I was teaching up to two weeks before I deliver my babies so but the point was yeah I see it with them there are yoginis from the womb they practice yoga at school because they don't believe I'm a yoga instructor <laughs> they're so funny they're like no you go to classes I'm like no baby I am the teacher and they're like oh <laughs> so what a trip to like grow up with a yoga teacher as a mom you know I think so my friend Marissa um she during her pregnancy, she did all these super cool things with her baby where she like practiced meditation and created like a calm and peaceful energy for her baby while it was in the womb. And her children are phenomenal. I don't even like children. And like her children have turned out like really loving, caring, wonderful human beings. So I'm sure that you did some of that too. Talk a little bit about like your yoga experience and how you treated your children before they came out of the womb um, to yoga. Well, um, obviously after having such a traumatic experience, the next pregnancy was um, scary, very scary, but yoga again, save not just my life, <laughs> but uh, the life of my child, because if I feel like that was my sanctuary, going to teach was my calm place, my the place where I felt safe, and then I felt like everything was was gonna be alright. You know, it it it, gave, it was such a, a a blessing during my pregnancy teaching because I couldn't be telling people you're going to be all right. You, you know, believe in yourself, connect with your body. If I was not doing that. And it was when you are pregnant, you have to connect with your body. You have to connect with this life that is inside you. So for me, teaching while I was pregnant with my second child was the best thing because otherwise it wouldn't be just my head. And in my head, there was all fear so it was wonderful and and I mean physically obviously helped to have a beautiful natural birth and um my daughter I have her at home my my third pregnancy. oh that's how Marissa did it too she did it in their bathtub yeah so so obviously in the physical uh side of it help a lot in the meditation and just that connection of of um your mind your soul and your body it really translates into the birth and um you know to, into the birth so because you need to be all there you need to be connected with with creator when you're giving um birth 
So yeah, it was it, it was really, really amazing, especially on the second one. On the second one, that was the only thing that they brought peace. The the they brought peace to me when I was pregnant with my second baby. <laughs> but then yeah, they're also amazing. They're little yoginis, they're very conscious, loving, kind um kids. And I think they even put me in my place sometimes. They're like, Mom, <laughs> very kind of you. <laughs> so there is hope there is hope for the new generations (laughs) yeah you know even people who don't like you know you and I we teach yoga full-time and our um our palette is very varied on our our what we what we do but even if teaching yoga is something that doesn't become like a really active part of someone's life but they go to yoga teacher training and they use it to improve their own life and the lives of their children and their home life. Like I know that because I practice yoga, my relationship with my partner, Paul is so much better. Like we have, and he practices yoga too. And we have, we are conscious of how we interact with each other. We apologize when we're not doing things to the way that we want to the experience we want to have. And so even if, if someone takes yoga teacher training just to learn more about yoga, I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. Like it doesn't have to be this like, and now I'm this famous yoga teacher and I have this big presence on Instagram. Like, you know, it can just. That's what I wanted. I never thought I was going to be teaching. Um, We didn't get to that part before, but my plan when I, um, I decided to do my yoga teacher training was because I wanted to practice yoga. I wanted to get better in my practice, I never, ever, ever planned to be teaching. Like life just took me there and I'm glad it did because at the end, I always had this feeling inside me, but it wasn't, that wasn't the plan. And I I definitely think that if you are, you know, thinking about yoga teacher training, it doesn't have to be to be a teacher. You can be a teacher in your home. You can be a teacher to your friends. You can be a teacher to yourself right to like Mm -hmm. just have more tools in your life because it it is going to help it is not about I I think maybe a lot of people get there because they want to do more um Instagram poses but (laughs) right (laughs) but at the end you are gonna leave with so much more I know I did I know I just wanted to be better in my asana and I ended up having a life change, you know, path because I, I say yes to yoga teacher training. I, I don't know what I would have done without those tools in the situation that I was going through. I'm, I'm sure I probably would have made it anyways, but not the way it, it, it happened. So yeah. if, if anyone is thinking about um, taking the training and not sure if they want to be a teacher, just do it because it's going to be a good tool. You know, it's going to be a good um, knowledge and wisdom that you're going to have in your back for whatever else life throws at you. Definitely. So now 
let's kind of transition into what you're doing now and what you offer and how people can work with you because I know you do a lot of trapeze, which is um, not not as accessible as the other types of yoga. So tell us a little bit about what you offer now and what your life is like now. Okay, so right now I'm teaching at a studio um, in in-person classes, but I'm also teaching online. So what I'm doing is um, if you have a trapeze at home, a lot of people order them and they get them and they don't know what to do with them. (laughs) (laughs) If you want yoga therapies online classes, I do that. Um, I do offer that. And also um, I'm starting to do more of like a private practice, like people Mm -hmm. businesses or want to like get a little group of people together um, in in their building, for example. And they have like a, like a, um, fitness area I'm going to their places rather than um, teaching in a lot of studios so more like a p- private practice but um, if you're interested online practice I teach yoga flow hatha everything very um, based into what you need chair yoga whatever is that my I, I feel like I feel that it's really important that yoga gets, uh, it's accessible for everybody. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, uh, she was practicing yoga at 97 years old. And she wow. Here and she will get her belts and, you know, her belts and, and, and straps and practice with blocks and her little chair sitting down. So I do believe that it's important to make it accessible for everybody. And, and, I like to help the um, people to find what is they want to get from yoga. And sometimes they think they know what they want to get mm-hmm. <laughs> and they get a lot more. Like I, I have students, they're like, I just want to get, you know, the, the yoga butt. <laughs> so you'll get the yoga <sighs> butt a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What well, if someone wants to do the, so first of all, what's the difference between trapeze and silks? Uh, the trapeze is um it has handles so it's just not the silk itself but it has um three handles at three different levels with um and it's like a patent um product so mm-hmm. it, it, the main difference is that so the handles allow us to do a lot more of um body weight and straightening exercises mm-hmm. and rather just um it's less acrobatic i think people think the yoga trapeze is same as the silks is a lot more acrobatic but the this is more focused on straining the body uh one of the things that is really cool about the trapeze is like in the mat a lot of the poses that we do we don't do the push, we do pushing action, but there's not a lot that we do pulling. So are trained in a different way in the trapeze because we do a lot of pulling action. Oh, okay. And do you have to have, do you have to do a trapeze from the ceiling or? No, you can actually hang it from a tree, from a pull-up bar, from a swing bar, if you have swings in your house or, um any so you could just put it in your backyard yeah on like your house yeah and they even smell like this um uh I don't know how they call (laughs) but it's like a little structure that you can put either in uh outside 
inside your home or they even sell the these things that I'm looking this way because I have a door here. Um, <laughs> uh, they they sell like these bars that you can hang from your from your door frame too. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's really fascinating. Okay. That sounds really fun. Um, so if people want to get a hold of you, they can go to at Radiant Light Yogi on either Instagram or TikTok. Um, and then you also have a YouTube channel. Is it also called Radiant Light Yogi? Radiant Light Yogi. All right. Awesome. Well, if you would like to connect with Paula, definitely reach out to her at Radiant Light Yogi on Instagram, TikTok, or on YouTube. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I really appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. And I know that whomever is listening today needed to hear what you had to say. And I'm so grateful that we could be here to provide that. Please definitely subscribe to the podcast. I would love you all to be um, listeners and share this podcast with anyone you think might need it. You can reach me on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. Um, I also got a little Pinterest and um, I'm like everywhere. But um, definitely come back to the podcast as we tell more stories about different yoga teachers where they share how they became a teacher, what it was like before they taught and what they're doing now. Thank you, Paula. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. It was very nice to be able to share this story. And if anyone is thinking about joining yoga teacher training, don't hesitate. It, it will change your life. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Thank you. All right. We'll see everyone in the next episode.